Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. And now on the line, we have Dr. Rebecca Grant. She is a national security and military analyst based in Washington, D.C. Hello, Dr. Grant. Hello. Tell us what's going on. There is so much going on. I guess the up to the minute news is, you know, uh, Ukraine and Russia sat down for some peace talks there across the border in Belarus, but nothing came out of that. There is a big meeting, though, scheduled for Thursday when Russia's foreign minister, Sergei Lavrov, will talk with Ukraine's foreign minister in Turkey. So there's a possibility there. Till then, we just see Putin continuing to try to close the noose on Ukraine. What happened with the meeting with the prime minister of, uh, uh, of Israel? Israel? He went to he met with both the parties. He and so many others, we just haven't seen Russia willing to give an inch right now. And Putin gets phone calls from France, from German Chancellor Scholz, uh, and probably from other folks as well. Right now, Russia's just not willing to give in. I think Putin is just battle fixated, still thinks he can pull this out with a win on the ground. There was a a theoretical proposal this afternoon or something that uh, Putin says that he'd accept three provinces, of which the... uh, Right, right. He'll, yeah, Putin will accept three big chunks of Ukraine and Ukraine to promise to be neutral because, you know, that's worked out so well before, right? So Zelensky's got to say no to that one. But, but what's, what's the end game? He physically cannot control the country if he wins. That's correct. And he doesn't have, Russia doesn't have a big enough army to control Ukraine, especially at this point when the Ukrainian resistance is just doing such and a good And the job. resistance would be, would be smuggling an arms from Poland nonstop. Yeah, it would go on and on. And exactly. Where have so I seen I that before? Where have we seen that before? Afghanistan, yep. Putin wants Zelensky's government gone. Failing that, I think Putin wants to encircle and take Kiev and put the Russian Federation flag over the top of the government buildings in Kiev. I think that's what he wants. It's wrong, just so wrong. Dr. Grant, what do you think Putin's next step will be? He will continue to press ahead with his offensive. The Pentagon told us that Russia is asking for volunteers from Syria mm-hmm. to come and fight. I mean, that's just wild, but the Pentagon confirmed it. So I think Putin has very little choice right now except to try to press ahead. Fortunately, you know, it's not going as quickly as it should. We really see, it, for example, Russia's Air Force very backed off. They are flying along the border areas, but they don't fly at night. And they haven't pressed in with anything like what they might do. Expect to see a lot more use of artillery into the cities as Putin tries to get the momentum to encircle Kiev. Have we, have we overestimated Russia's ability to fight? Uh, uh, overestimated their air force? Because it seems like the air force is doing Is the number nothing. nine, John? I heard nine planes shot down. Is that number right? Well, I don't know. And, and, and we've overestimated their army? I mean, what's going, you tell us. What, what do you think? Yeah, two things. Never underestimate the fighting ability of the Red Army. But 
What they've never done since World War II is try to pull off a big coordinated invasion using air and ground and missile strikes at a bunch of different places across Ukraine. It's horrible to watch, but remember, Ukraine is about as big as Texas. And so the Russians found out, hmm, it's not as easy as we thought to go in there and do some kind of lightning strike. you got to wonder, too, about how the Russian soldiers are thinking. They were told they were going to do war games in Belarus. They can't be all that enthusiastic about this invasion. Only Putin wanted it. So they're having troubles up at the high command level, and that is what is slowing them down. So you're saying they actually were lied to and told them it was just war games? Well, that's why they were deployed, remember, back in December and January. And Putin said all along, up till the last minute, that those forces would go home from Belarus after the war games were finished. So imagine you're a real young Russian soldier, and hey, you were told you were going home. But I think the real problem is the coordination up at the senior level. And remember, they've actually had three Russian generals killed, and it at least as important, a couple of the kind of frontline combat leaders, the lieutenant colonels and colonels of their battalion tactical groups, have been killed trying to lead the fight. So all these things are slowing Russia down. Dr. Grant, this is former Congressman Pete King. Do you think he would move on Moldova before he thinks he's finished in uh, Ukraine? Congressman, if Russia is triumphant in Ukraine, I think he'd move on just about anything. Because if Russia wins, he knows that NATO won't do much. The world will be very sorry, but they'll leave the fighting to someone else. So we've got to make sure Russia doesn't win in Ukraine. Otherwise, all bets are so, off. So what should we be doing, doctor, the United States and, uh, and Western countries? What should we be doing? Let's have Congress pass that $10 billion in aid, continue to shovel in all the weapons that we can get, Keep those security corridors open to the West and Ukraine. That's just vital, that area where Ukraine borders Poland. That's got to stay open. I would love to see NATO reconsider and threaten a no-fly zone. And I want to see the U.S. help Poland send half its air force, its MiG-29s, down to Ukraine so Ukraine can fly them and keep air superiority. Well, thank you so much for coming on, and we'd like to have you on again and uh, give us uh, some more continuous updates. Thank you so much. Thank you, and stand with Ukraine. Uh, Congressman Peter King, uh, I understand I heard Bruce Blakeman, uh, your county executive, is collecting guns in Nassau County to send them to the Ukraine. How do you send guns to the Ukraine? And Bruce is trying to work that out. I know he's contacted the local congressman to try to work with the Pentagon to find a way to get it done. Uh, Bruce was out there. He had a news conference. He's, uh was telling people to turn in all their weapons, uh, obviously without ammunition that they have, and he wants to get them to the Ukraine. Whether it can be done or not, we'll see. It's, it's difficult to ship weapons overseas, but, again, he wants to work through the, you know, through the Defense Department and the State Department. Wow. That's an I think it's very, very difficult. Uh, Let's take a break, and when we come back, we're going to come back with Dr. Mark Siegel.